Well, friends, welcome back to this last in a special series from the Shendong Societies Conference in New York City. I've got a little bit more of a conversation with Dr. Yu here for you that I hope you will find interesting. Now, I know I promised y'all that I'd have some conversations with participants from the conference. You know, Chinese medicine can do a lot of things. Apparently, it cannot bend time. So given the constraints of time, I unfortunately did not have time to bring you some comments and thoughts from the participants. I guess y'all are just going to have to come to this next year for yourself and listen to it. And thank you to the Shenlong Society for having Geological come out. It's been a wonderful way to spend the weekend. Learned a lot. And here's our last little bit of conversation with Dr. Yu. These conversations come to you through the generous support of our sponsors and members. All the sponsors here provide helpful products or services that you'll find beneficial in your clinical work. Worried that an EMR is too complex for you? Jane has friendly and knowledgeable support. Mayway Herbs is celebrating the 55th year of their family business. You're invited to make use of their vast library of resources. Are you concerned about the health of Mother Earth? AccuFast Needles is doing something about that. You can too. And later in the show, Ancestral Sturman offers up a sinew treatment, and the folks at Blue Poppy have something special to share as well. Do be sure to visit the sponsors page on the Geological website to take advantage of all the special offers our terrific sponsors have for listeners of the podcast. I don't know about you, but sometimes I take a step back and marvel at my acupuncture needles. I mean, they're the world's simplest medical tool, a sharpened wire and a handle. That's it. And with this simple tool, hundreds of health conditions can be resolved. I love it. What I didn't love was the amount of packaging waste I generated at the end of the day. But that has now changed too. Ever since I switched to AccuFast Earth-Friendly Needles, I reduced my packaging waste by 90%. Not only are they a great needle, but the folks at AccuFast plant a tree for every two boxes of needles I use in the clinic. By switching to AccuFast Needles, you'll be helping patients, planting trees, and joining a community of practitioners changing the world. Like our simple needle, being a part of this solution, it's simple too. Visit AccuFastNeedles.com slash geological to learn how. Hi folks, I'm Yvonne Lau, president of Mayway Herbs. Our family business turns 55 this year, and we wouldn't have gotten this far without the love and support of our community. We're truly grateful and promise you that we'll continue to work hard to support you and your practice. Please visit Mayway.com to find the perfect Pumsar brand formula or formulate your own in our dispensary. Our site also has lots of articles, videos, and herbal recipes for you to explore. And tune into our podcast, Chinese Medicine Matters, for insightful discussions on all things TCM. Learn about treatment strategies and powerful herbal remedies. As we welcome the month of May, our focus is on women's health. Our newsletter articles and podcast episodes this month will highlight different aspects and unique challenges women face. So subscribe or tune in. And if you're a practitioner, get a discount on our women's health formulas this month. Just visit Meiwei.com. This season and every season, trust Mayway Herbs for your health and wellness needs. And thank you for supporting Real Chinese Medicine. I love how technology can help to automate my office. And I want to share with you my favorite tool for doing so, Jane. Jane is a clinic management software in EMR 
with a human touch. Whether you're switching your software or going paperless for the first time, the Jane team knows that the onboarding process can feel a little overwhelming. That's why with Jane, you don't just get software, you get a whole team. Included in every Jane subscription is their award-winning customer support available by phone, email, and chat whenever you need it, even Saturdays. You can also book a free account setup consultation to review your account and ensure you feel confident about going live. If you're interested in making the switch to Jane, head to jane.app/switch to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their support team. And be sure to mention the code CHEOLOGICAL at the time of sign-up for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. So the first thing he said was that he's never used this idea clinically in his practice and his experience ever of the, for example, just one example of the opening, the pivot, and the closing. Mm. Like he doesn't see the clinical meaning in that sort of thing. Um, and that uh, there's a lot, I think, off, off when we hadn't turned back the mic back on, he said he had the similar problem we do. He's like, a lot of this Chinese medicine theory for a long time when he was younger, he's like, I, you know, how do I figure this out? And then as he got more experience, he's like, a lot of this stuff is, you know, what does it mean? It's not, doesn't help me in the clinic. On the other hand, he said he does use this sort of chi transformation idea of what we just talked about, the six channels and the, um, you know, uh, I have to remember them all in order now, but um, some of them from looking and approaching their treatment from the root, some from the branch, and some from the middle, mm-hmm. right? And the middle being, in, for example, back to Yang Ming being tie-in. So what he just said was tie-in is the, you know, is the uh, ground floor of Yang Ming problems. And uh, so once you treat those, Always there in the background is how's the spleen going to respond and how's the, you know, don't overdo it with those cold medicinals. They're appropriate. You use them. But back there, the spleen's going, okay, I can handle a little bit of this. He didn't say this is my wording, you know, but um, but just be careful because once you start beating on Yangming, I'm going to take some of the punches. And that's part of what that means. So he finds that useful in considering how he approaches a treatment. So back to the main point being that here's an experienced doctor. Okay. So I just asked him how long he's been, because I wanted to clarify, you know, here's a doctor who's been seeing patients, he said, depending on how you calculate it, from somewhere from 48 to 51 years. And if you didn't gather this from the uh, walk along the river, in talking to Dr. Yu and reading other things he's written, this man can quote not just the m- major classics, but books that are written that don't get talked about a lot. Of course, obviously, he, in America, but even in China, that this guy has a lot of clinical experience, wrote a tiny book full of valuable things. He knows these books, you know. And so he's somebody who's saying to you, there's a lot of this theory that doesn't either make sense or don't know how to use it in clinic. Um, he's open-minded. He's still trying to think about some of it and other stuff, I, I imagine. I didn't ask him this specific question. He's throwing it away, like, forget that. So I think that's meaningful. Hello, everyone. Anne Cecil Sturman here. A working knowledge of the eight extraordinary channels from the unbroken oral tradition of acupuncture is valuable beyond words. 
The power of these channels is tremendous if the practitioner has well-integrated diagnostic, theoretical and practical skill. You'll be familiar with Dumai, the governor channel or the sea of Yang, the primal reservoir of Yang, which ultimately finances all movement and growth. But this channel also governs the ability to self-determine. The psycho-emotional presentation of your patients can be matched to a classical activation of this channel, clearing impedance in the free flow of Yang Qi to body, mind and spirit. I'd like to share with you the marvelous potency of the Do channel in a full-length live treatment video from the seminar I taught last year in Melbourne, Australia. It's at ancecilsturman.com forward slash sinews2024. Click on the jump to free teaching button or see the link on my Instagram page at ancecilsturman. Thanks, Michael. Back to you. There was something else that I heard Dr. Yu say about sometimes people with not as much clinical experience really get involved in the theory, and you can get you can sort of get lost in the theory, whereas sometimes people with lots of clinical experience, they don't rely so much on the theory as they do on the work that they've done and the results that they've gotten, and they know that this does this and this does that. And then later, you know, if you want to put it into a framework, oh, well, here's a framework mm-hmm. I can stick it in. But these are two different processes. One is trying to take an idea and make it fit reality, and the other is taking reality and going, okay, which of these ideas does it mm-hmm. sort of fit into? And, and I agree with you, and I, and I would say that some of the theory is useful because it's helped guide the clinic, and, they've, and they can do that either readily or that through a, a, a bit more time figure out how that it is meaningful. And this problem exists today where you'll find people who have written very beautiful books about all sorts of things, and then you come to find out, well, they, in the clinic, they're not that great. Uh, you know, there's, I, I, don't, I don't want to mention any names or anything, but, you know, a doctor who's very well known to be, you know, good in Shanghan Lun, but then you hear oh, his clinical results are so-so, but the, well, the theory he's got down and everything like that perfectly. And uh, there's, that's what some people end up doing is, I'm not so good at clinic, I can play with these theories. Maybe there's people who do both well, but uh, as an example, Hu Shi Shu, he's somebody who changed some of the ideas and fit them into his own thing. I think he did a good job in it. I think he has very good clinical value. But he had to change things a little bit, a little bit of the six-channel things and what you know, channel this formula treats in order to make it make more sense for him. And I would say we could just use that as an example of not just casually changing things to fit your reality, but... You know, how do you understand something? What makes sense to you? Um, and if it, it, it if it's logical within its own thought process, that's that's valid. And more importantly, if it's useful in the clinic. Well, I know for myself as a uh, somewhat la- mentally lazy practitioner, I like it when I can come across a theory and I go, oh, this kind of explains a lot of things. But the clinical reality is not that. And one of the big takeaways that I've gotten from our conversation here today, I keep coming back to this idea of pivot. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the beautiful things about the Shang Han Lun and, and really thinking about, you know, the Liu Jing, the, these six confirmations. Things can go from here to there. It's not always in the same sequence. But the idea that something can shift from this to that. And when it does make a shift, let's say it goes from 
Taiyang to Xiaoyan, right? That means one thing. Whereas if it goes from Taiyang to Yangming, well, that, that's a different process. And each of those would bring up some different ideas for how we would treat it clinically. And, you know, in terms of the theory, well, I mean, we can kind of make up a story in a way about that. Uh, well, I, I'm certainly not one of these people who's memorized the Shanghai Lun, so uh, I might be wrong, but I don't. Better get on it. I don't think that um, I don't think that Jiang Zhongjing used the term like Xiaoyang as the pivot. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but anyway, I think we can all agree that he doesn't have a lot of explicit theory in his book. It's very much here's a presentation, and usually, I shouldn't say usually, but there's certainly cases when when something changes from one channel or confirmation to another, it's because some doctors come in and gave him a mistreatment. And the, the meaning from that is when you purge or when you induce vomiting or something, it tends to damage fluids. It tends to damage yang qi. It tends to do that. And it's, it's not a Xiaoyang will change to yangming or Xiaoyang will change to anything else. It's if you do this, it will, could change to that. Um, less so than it's a natural progression per se, although that's probably, that's included in the background. So anyway, my point, it's a book about mistreatment and what happens and the tendencies that happen when you, when you do that. In recent years, the Sa'am acupuncture style has generated significant interest and a loyal and growing following. In the Sa'am approach, a precise diagnosis leads to a four-needle treatment to address the five element and six chi imbalances in the body. The four needles target the controlling and generating cycles. It's common using this method for the needle sensation to be stronger than in many other styles. Thus, the choice of needle becomes important. The Unico brand of needles lends itself to both strong and gentle techniques. These superior needles are made of uncoated Japanese surgical stainless steel and feature the best guide tube on the market with its unique beveled edge. Additionally, Unico needles have a tensile property that helps with freehanding needles into Jingwell points and allows you to more easily feel the arrival of Qi. Blue Poppy is the exclusive importer and distributor of Unico needles. Use the code QI. 2024 to save 10% off Unico needles at www.bluepoppy.com. You'll be glad you did. Along with the different aspects of the human physiology mm -hmm. that we should be considering, because while we might be trying to fix one thing, for example, beautiful example, Yangming, we're fixing the Yangming problem. Be careful about that ground floor, which is the Taiyin, mm -hmm. because they're connected. And while you're doing good things for the Yangming, don't forget the Taiyin. Mm -hmm. and, and I suspect this is true for lots of other situations as well, that there's something underneath it, or there's something connected to it. And don't just look at what's in front of you now, but consider mm -hmm. what else is connected and where it might go. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I will just say as an example that I think this is, there's a certain physiology that we all share. So that's why Zhang Zhongjin could say, if you have this condition and you purge, this might, I, he didn't say might, he said this will happen. I think it's a, this might likely to happen because when you purge, you're purging out fluids. And so you're depleting fluids. You have to be careful. 
does that turn into a depleted fluids equals deficiency yang qi? Does it equal a deficient fluids equals a yang ming? That depends on how person A responds to that. And I've certainly read case studies, and honest, they are not the most common case studies, so I should give that caveat. But where a doctor actually goes from treating with a sinitong, and the person gets better, and then suddenly starts presenting with a, like, san huang Tong presentation, complete opposite. And that is kind of, I keep that in the back of my mind, that if I haven't mistreated, the, the key being whatever I've done, they've had some significant improvement, despite what happens next, I just have to follow that, because people are complex. And um, it's all based on symptoms and presentation in my mind. So, Doctor, you um, wanted to clarify something, which was that part of what we'd mentioned before about Yang Ming and the Tai Yin relationship, um, that and also really based on, more importantly, on his clinical experience is that he's seen lots of cases where Yang Ming disease can then evolve or perhaps devolve into a tie-in disease. He's never seen a tie-in condition turn into a Yang Ming condition. So, you know, that example I raised it a second ago, again, I said it was, it's not a common thing I've seen, but I have seen it, and maybe, maybe it happens. In his experience, that does not happen, that Yang Ming, that lesson with that channel in particular and the relationship to its middle chi or tie-in is that you can overdo these things, these cool herbs, or as he likes to often say, cold foods or raw foods and damage the spleen. And that's the, that's like a fundamental truth is that you can overcool your spleen and digestive system and it tends to head that way. It doesn't head the other way in which maybe you treat Tai Yin and then it develops Yang Ming. So that's sort of something he wanted to just emphasize. That that's a sort of fundamental idea. It's like it can go that way. It usually doesn't go the other way. Well, again, thank you. And uh, let's go to lunch. Thanks as always for listening. If you liked this conversation, if you learned something new or found a moment of inspired insight, share the episode with your friends. If you want to support Geological, there's just one way to do that. It's by going to the website and becoming a member or leaving a one-time contribution today. Well, folks, that's it for today. Join us again next Tuesday for another conversation that connects up the voices of our community. Mm-hmm.